Good morning. Welcome to Faith Church. My name is Abby Dunlap. I'm the Faith Kids Director, and um, it's my honor to welcome you to worship with us this morning. Um, if you are a guest, there's restrooms uh, through that door. You can just follow the signage or through the back doors down the stairs. Um, I'm going to hit three main announcements this morning, and then we'll get started. Uh, the first one is Dr. Dennis Simpebwe, I think I'm saying that right, um, is going to be with us on two different occasions this week. We're really excited to have him with us. He is a missionary to America. And yes, I said that right. He's a missionary to America from Uganda, um, which isn't something that we hear a lot. But he um, is really gifted in prophecy and healing and has seen God move all over the world. So we're really excited to have him with us on two occasions this week, this Friday here at Faith at 6.30 p.m. And then also next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. So he'll be with us Friday at 6.30, next Sunday at 10 a.m. And you don't want to miss him um, as he will definitely be a blessing to us. Um, so that is the first thing. The next is Winter Jam. Winter Jam is Saturday, February 25th. Faith will be um, taking a couple vehicles or a big van um, over to Greensboro to listen to some Christian music headliners. So if you like to worship and um, are interested in hearing some great Christian artists and musicians, you do not want to miss that. You can register online by following the, in your bulletin, there is a QR code on the Winter Jam graphic. So just scan that QR code there on the pink graphic and you can register for that. It um, is $15 cash at the door, so you just get your tickets at the door. You don't have to buy tickets ahead of time, but we do need you to register with us so that we know how many vehicles we need to take over to Greensboro. So please do that as soon as possible if you're interested in attending. The last uh, announcement is about March 5th. March 5th is going to be a special Sunday morning here at Faith. It's going to be the wrap-up to the Remnant Radio Conference, which Pastor Charles is helping to put together and host. Um, so Sunday morning, March the 5th, here at Faith, we will be having two services, one at 9 a.m. and one at 11 a.m. Michael Roundtree from Bridgeway Church and the Remnant Radio will be teaching here that Sunday morning. So we're expecting a lot of guests coming, um, overflowing from the conference, and a lot of people from out of town, as well as our own um, members. So it's going to be uh, an exciting full morning, 9 and 11 a.m., there will be Faith Kids only for the first service. So our three-year-olds to second grade that are in kids' church, that will only be available for the first service. So if you have kids in that age group, you might want to come to the 9 a.m. Um, there will be nursery for both. So we will have nursery for 9 and 11 a.m. But that is all the exciting things that we have coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, so I will pass things over to JT to open us in prayer. Stink bug off of my. my. <laughs> All right, I was watching it the whole time. Thank you, Jesus. I didn't want to flick it on Abby because I was trying to flick it off. But all right. So Holy Spirit, we just love you. We just thank you for this this beautiful morning to worship you. And Lord, we just bless your name. We bless your name. Just stand up with me, and let's just enter into His his presence for a moment before we start the song. 
and just posture your heart just to uh, to gaze on him this morning. You're everything we need this morning. Oh, you're everything we need this morning. We come alive in your presence, oh Jesus. Oh, yes, just lift up his name. Lift up his, lift up his name for a moment. I'm ready for 
cold. Hearts praying for a fresh encounter. Souls looking to the living God. I'm ready for real. Come on, sing it out. Oh, Holy Spirit, come like a flood, like a fire. Holy Spirit, flow in this place, fill our hearts. Holy Spirit, come like a flood, like a fire. Holy Spirit, flow. Oh, Holy Spirit, come. Oh, Holy Spirit, come. Verse 2. Yeah. 
this place fill our hearts holy spirit girl like a flood like a fire holy spirit girl oh holy spirit girl. the Holy Spirit just breathing life over His people and in His people this morning. Let's just wait a minute and just interact with Him. Let's break off their traditional next song stuff and just and just interact with the Holy Spirit for a minute. your presence just wash over us, God. Wash over us today. You're worthy. You're worthy.
standing on the foundation your love standing on your love no matter what the storm no matter where the winds blow I'm standing on your love I'm standing on your love I'm standing on your love come on declare I'm standing on your love I'm standing on your You're so amazing. You're energizing us with your love, with your presence this morning. You guys feel that this morning? He just loves us. He really does. He cares about us. Presence. 
what you want today? Do you just want Jesus? Whoa. We just want you, Jesus. We don't want to release you. We want you, Jesus. Come on, just spend a minute. Just tell him that you just want him. You don't want this other stuff that you've been doing all week. You don't want just reading the Bible. You don't want just singing a song. We want you, Jesus. We want you to lead and fill every facet of everything we do. Everything we do to be filled with your presence. Come on, can you cry that out for a moment? same old stuff just matter of fact if you just want to if you want an encounter with the Lord come up front today if you're tired of the same old stuff and we're going to sing another song and we're just going to we are going to just extol him and just come before his throne together so if you want if you're just weary today if you just need an encounter from the Lord just come up front let's kneel before the altar Let's just let's cry out for his presence as a body in worship today. There we go. Let's cry out for his presence together. Let's cry out for his presence. bring your heart before him this morning just bring your heart before him everything that it is the numb stuff everything just bring it
Scripture says, cast your cares on the Lord. Cast your cares on the Lord today. You got something, brother? Does anybody have anything they want to release this morning? I know the Lord's moving. I know that God wants to say something. Thank you, Father.
is why we worship together. The Bible says that God is enthroned on the praises of his people. We feel his very spirit here. There's somebody here who is not feeling that. Maybe more than one. I feel like this, this sense of just a jaw set against what God is doing. says come to him now we're going to lift up another song we just I feel like we have to I just have to worship him God has given me there's freedom in this place today, and there's freedom been given because of obedient hearts. And I just want to say to someone else that's still holding on to the back of that chair in front of you, that's just not sure that he can replace whatever it is that's got a grip on your life. But there is nothing, it's like the song we sang, there is nothing that he cannot replace, that he cannot multiply and give you satisfaction in him instead of whatever that thing is that's got your...
great are the works of the Lord this morning. Great are the works of God in this place. You're so great, yeah. so upset he wasn't here for it. I'm just telling you now. But look, I think I think he planned this out. This didn't go with my plan. This is not exactly what I saw happening. But I think God wanted us to have this time to just come before his presence. It's part of what we're talking about today is silence and solitude, coming before his presence. And I want to take a minute now. This was not planned for the beginning, but we're going to put this into practice for a few minutes, wherever you're at. So if you're, if you're up front, if you want to take a minute on your own, we're going to practice for a couple minutes of just silence before the Lord. Okay? And this is what we're talking about today, what we're talking about as a daily practice. If you want to sit, if you want to kneel, if you want to stand, feel free, get comfortable. We're just going to spend a few minutes in silence before the Lord. So first, I'm just going to Pray, ask God to be with us, to lead us in this. Take a few breaths, big breaths. Just quiet ourselves before the Lord. And then if you feel your mind getting distracted, man, it feels like it's been an hour. It's only been a minute, but it feels like an hour. Think about a centering prayer. Think about just great are you, Lord. You're just saying great are you, Lord. Let that bring your mind back to God and focus on him, all right? So Father, quiet our hearts and our minds. Rid us of any thoughts or feelings not from you right now. Quiet our bodies from any distractions. Be present with us. We ask, what do you want to say? What do you want to do?
great are you, Lord, and worthy to be praised. Thank you for meeting us here. Thank you for being with us and for us. Thank you for the filling of your spirit and the freedom that you bring. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, head back to your seats. And I feel like most of my message is now done because the practice was supposed to be at the end. <laughs> so quick, quick message. Uh, I have not been known for going quick, but we'll see what we can do. As a reminder, uh, my name is Michael Bovey, and uh, Pastor Charles is out of town, so it's my privilege to fill in and continue on in the series uh, that, that we've been doing uh, called Rooted and focusing on the spiritual disciplines. And if you remember back, we started with the Word and the, getting into the Bible and making that part of a spiritual discipline for our lives. So as, as a body, we're doing 50 weeks in the Word. That's one chapter. This last week, it was Colossians 1. One verse that we're memorizing it, um, goal to just read that chapter every day and say that verse 10 times. And then one Bible study, Wednesday nights at 6.30, just to come together and, and study the word together. Get in the word. It's not a guilt trip. That's not a to-do list item. Um, and clearly for me, I have made it to one Wednesday night, okay? So no judgment. But if you can go, go. Get in the word. Let's do it together. This is an opportunity uh, for us to make this a habit and to do it together. Uh, so 50 weeks in the word, and we're going to recite the memory verse together. If you haven't been doing it or if you missed, don't worry. That's okay. Uh, we've got it on the screen here, I think. If I can get it. Yeah. Colossians 1.13. So you even have a second to read through it really quick. And then we're going to say this together, recite it together, uh, just as a, a way of bringing this verse to life for us, all right? So Colossians 1.13, he has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. Colossians 1.13. I don't know. There's like the different styles. Do you, do the, do you say Colossians 1.13 before and after or just one? I Good job, good job. All right, so like I said, we're in the spiritual disciplines. This is rooting us down into the word. And one of the goals out of this, just reminder the whole time, the goal is a healthy balance. The goal is a healthy balance. Meaning we, we've got spiritual disciplines. Yes, get in the word, just like we were talking about. Memorize scripture, pray together. Let's have that silence and solitude, you know? Well, it was mostly silence. I guess we weren't fully alone, but um, have that silent time with the Lord and weigh out those spiritual disciplines with experiences, with experiencing God showing up. Because if you only pursue the spiritual discipline and you don't pursue, you don't experience God in these supernatural ways, you risk having a legalistic mindset. You know, if you're like me, it becomes a to-do list and something that you just want to check off the list and if that's all it is, 
and we've really lost the life that, that comes with it, right? But on the flip side, if you only pursue experience without being rooted in the spiritual disciplines, then you risk being tossed to and fro. It can become an amazing worship experience that you want and that you desire more than meeting with the God who created the universe. The God who created the universe is the important part. The fact that he meets us here is a gift, right? So you need both. Don't get tossed to and fro. Don't just chase after the spiritual high or the emotional high. So experience gives life to discipline. Discipline gives lasting change to experience, okay? All right. And I think it's kind of balanced like the tree who someone had a word and was pointing out this kind of like magnolia tree concept, right? And these spiritual disciplines, especially what we're talking about today, the fact that this takes time to develop and grow. And that magnolia tree, I was told, that you have to plant it when it's cold and it takes years and years to grow and to actually develop and bear fruit. But you have to plant it when it's cold and seems dead. You look out in the winter and it seems dead and lifeless, but it's not. I love that word. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about silence and solitude or my cooler title, alone to be united, because that's the goal, to be united with Christ, right? So in silence and solitude, uh, we meet God just like we were experiencing earlier. And how are we defining that for today? Uh, Pete Scazzaro, a, a pastor, pastor at Vintage Church in Brooklyn, I think it was for, for a long time. I think he's retired out from that now and, and has written some books. And his writing on this, he narrowed it down pretty simply. Solitude is the practice of being absent from people and things to attend to God. Silence is the practice of quieting every inner and outer voice to attend to God. And one of the things that he talks about, as I was listening to different things from him, is exactly what we're talking about with that healthy balance. He said, he, you know, starting the church, there's a, a ton of stuff going on and rough neighborhood in Brooklyn and saw a lot of just the Holy Spirit showing up and freedom, and healing, and amazing things. And then over time, seeing, wait a minute, people are kind of pursuing this, this freedom, and then they're kind of falling right back into the same old habits, and they're, and they're, they're not getting this rooted down in their lives, and they need freedom again from the same thing that they needed freedom from before. And that's part of this balance, this healthy balance of having the disciplines. And so he started working in uh, the disciplines as, as part of a larger framework. He calls it Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. So I'd encourage you to check out that book. Basically just trying to say, okay, let's look at this from the whole thing. God wants your mind, your body, your soul, all of you. So let's, let's deal with the past. Let's deal with the hurts. Let's deal with the emotional part of you. Let's deal with the, the disciplines and being rooted. Let's then also see God show up. Um, and there's uh, an example in terms of like putting the disciplines into practice. 
he's got some good examples in, in there and in, uh, in, in a guidebook uh, where he has kind of a devotional daily office. So I'd recommend those to you. Check out Pete Schizero's stuff. Um, but I want to remind us, what is it not? It's not Eastern religion or mysticism. We're, we're like, you think silence and solitude, you might think like this vow of silence or Tibetan monks chanting or something. Not talking about that. We're not talking about mindful meditation. If you have an Apple Watch like me, it pops up. And I think this is like, you know, the world going, oh, there's good stuff in prayer. Well, let's strip God out of it and you can just do mindful meditation. Kind of annoys me sometimes when I see that pop up on my Apple Watch, right? And it's like, no, no, no. That's not what we're talking about. And it's not just for monks. If you're thinking about like, do I have to go join a monastery? You're like, oh yeah, that's the, that sort of, no, no. Uh, although we might think about it that way. What, what are we really talking about? My take this is core in the spiritual disciplines. Silence and solitude provide the opportunity for the disciplines to work out in you and engage with God deep down in your soul. So we're talking about that time to just be still and know that I am God and let that work out in you. That scripture that you were in, right? You were reading the word, you were memorizing or whatever, and then the Holy Spirit's bringing that to your mind and you, you just sit and God will work in you. Okay, what do I mean by that? What does that look like? It's stopping. It's kind of a, a combination of these dis- disciplines coming together. It's stopping, which is a form of Sabbath. That's also a discipline. I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on it, but it, this fundamental silence and solitude is stopping. That's the fundamental idea. Let go of all those distractions, those stressors, those worries. That, we need that every day. So short times in the day and then longer periodic times just being alone with God, facing the challenges of the world and the flesh and the devil. So Charles talked about confession, right? And we see healing come as we, we wrestle with those things. Silence and solitude provide the opportunity for God to work that healing in us or to maybe bring to mind some of those things that we need to bring to him to confess conversation with God. Silence and solitude is all about conversation with God. Prayer, right? But it's mostly the listening side. We mostly tend towards the talking side, if you, right? That comes easier, more naturally. Uh, but when we're talking about silence and solitude, we're talking about the listening side. And so that, that idea that we try to practice, like that centering, what we call centering prayer. How great are you, Lord? Just that. I'm not going to be praying, saying anything else. My prayer is just going to be listening and letting God speak, right? That centering prayer, just as an aside, might be different. Pick one, though, and just come back to that. Come back to that as you get distracted. Like, I don't know if, if you did during that time. I got distracted in our short little time together and had to just bring myself back. How great are you, Lord? Okay. And then it's also resting in God's presence. Do you think about silence and solitude? First thing I want to come to your mind is John 15. In terms of what's, what's Jesus saying? In John 15, go read it. Take a look at it. Jesus is saying, abide in me. I'm the vine. You're the branches. He's saying, look, I bring life. And we need to be together. You find your life in me. 
and abiding, that abiding, that spending that time, just finding life in the presence of God. It becomes a worshipful, worshipful experience. And we can see that Jesus made this his practice, right? Jesus, uh, we'll go through some passages here. I want you to uh, grab a copy of the notes in the back on the wall or whatever. Go through these in more detail. We're not gonna go through them in detail today, but I want you to see that this is something that Jesus did throughout his life and it's something that we can see throughout the the Bible. Um, Don't just take it because I'm saying it up here, right? That's what we're supposed to do is listen and, and go test by the word. So Luke 6 Charles talked about this in prayer. He's just going alone all night and Jesus is, is focusing on choosing the 12 disciples. Mark 1.35, we can just see in normal workday times. He's got normal work going on just like we all have the stress of work and life and it, early in the morning, Jesus is going to meet with the Father. Mark 6, he sets the same example for his followers. Hey, go out, do what I did, do what I've been teaching you to do and then come away. Go have alone time, go rest. When you see he wrestles with difficult things like he did in the garden, going alone to pray for an extended time and be with the Father. Other examples, we can see this throughout scripture. So we wanna follow Jesus' example, but if we go back throughout the Psalms, throughout the Psalms, we're meditating, we're in silence before God, I said it before, right? Be still, know that I am God. In silence, I'll wait for you. Throughout the Psalms, and the Psalms are a great way to enter into a time of silence and solitude, of going through and just meditating on God's word. In Lamentations, we can see that this is not, you can see in the Psalms too, it's not just in a positive way, not just when you're feeling good and yeah, I wanna enjoy God's presence right now. It can be in grief, not knowing how to deal with what is coming at you right now in life. These are times of sackcloth and ashes that you're gonna read about in Job or in Esther where you're just sitting before the Lord. It can be a time of worship. Yes, even, even in silence. Uh, Habakkuk 2.20, calling the whole earth to be silent before him. Well, let's focus in um, briefly here just on Jesus' examples, a couple of Jesus' examples here. Mark 1, 12 and 13, we see an extended time. This is Jesus going into the wilderness. This is right after he's been baptized. He's been anointed for ministry. John the Baptist baptizes him. The spirit comes down and we think, all right, that's, that's an encounter. That's a, an experience with God and he is at a spiritual high. And immediately the spirit leads him into the wilderness. Like wrong way from where you want to go from that. Like, yes, let's go. But it was the spirit leading, right? So the spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness and he was in the wilderness for 40 days being tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild animals and the angels were ministering to him. So he's got an extended time alone out here. And I want to first point out Anytime you have somebody using scripture, one of the things that I'm always like, is that the point of that passage, right? So I want you to be thinking about that. Like the point of this passage is not for like silence and solitude before the Lord. The point of this passage 
is Jesus' fulfillment. So I do want to highlight that. We can see his example in this, and we can see how it stretches back to the Old Testament throughout God's story. So this, this is the point of this passage. It's Moses at Sinai. He spends 40 days alone with God, too. And Jesus is the greater Moses. Moses says, look for a prophet even greater. That's Jesus. Israelites spend 40 years wandering because of unfaithfulness. Jesus spends those 40 days and he is faithful and fulfills what they couldn't. Elijah spends 40 days out in the wilderness. And if you remember his 40 days, that was right after a spiritual high too. If you look back in 1 Kings 18, he's at Mount Carmel and God sends fire from heaven and it burns up the sacrifice and then rain comes on the land. The, the false prophets of Baal are defeated and Elijah runs faster than a horse and chariots. That's awesome, right? God shows up and that is a great way. And, and what happens? Jezebel, Jezebel says, I'm coming for you now. She's not a nice lady. And Elijah just, man, overcome with despair and just runs away and flees. And God takes him on a journey over 40 days. And in the silence, that still small voice, that's what we're talking about. In the silence, Elijah is restored. He hears God and he's restored and he is able to then go back and realize, oh, God did actually save a whole bunch of people. I'm not alone, even though I was feeling so alone and it was only me right? Elijah's 40 days. Jesus is the greater Elijah. He's the greater prophet. He's overcoming the temptation from the devil. He's facing that in that time alone. God's with him. The spirit is with him overcoming that temptation. So that's the point. And we will see some of those same things if we pursue silence and solitude before God, that we're going to see God show up and work in us. And we're going to see overcoming of temptation we rely like Jesus on God's sustenance. Okay, moving on quickly. So like Jesus, we're going to face temptation. Use that time alone with God to not face the temptation alone. So as things pop up through the day, if part of your daily routine is starting the day like Jesus did in the morning at that alone time with him, and you continue throughout the day, that's what we're talking about. Like, it's got to be part of your rhythm of life, day in, day out. You're not going to face that temptation alone. Unlike Jesus, we're not just going to be tempted. We're going to actually give in to temptation. He didn't. We're going to be more like the Elijah story if, man, if God's good, like, and gracious to us, that would be awesome. But we're still... Even Elijah had those times of despair, right? We know we're going to have those times where we need to face the hard things, where we feel alone and completely isolated and in just utter despair, or we're stuck in our sin, or when we're feeling the temptation, that call, that pull out into the world, we're feeling the enemy just throw lies at us, and you either want to ignore that, like it's not even happening, and just set it aside and move on your day. I don't want to think about it, God. I'm going to move on. 
utilize silence and solitude, that time to just come before the Lord and he will do the work in you to move through those things. Okay, like Jesus, times in the wilderness are often after that spiritual high we were talking about. But that doesn't mean the spirit's not leading. The spirit led him straight out in the wilderness from that. Just because you don't feel it doesn't mean God's not with you. Okay. Another time for Jesus. Luke 5, 15. We're going to look at the shorter times now. He's making this part of his daily rhythm. News about him spreading. Even farther, large crowds were gathering to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus himself would often slip away to the wilderness and pray. So, seeing the habit. This isn't just a one-time example, a thing. This is a rhythm of work and silence and solitude with God. He's coming before God. He's in prayer. He's quieting everything out, all those distractions, all those people that are coming after him. We need that too, right? So it's a rhythm and it provides closeness with his father. Not only closeness, it provides rest. It provides rest from that busyness of ministry. Don't think that's just for ministry. We all need rest, <laughs> right? This is the normal work day. This is take that, that time, make your rhythm not around what you need to get done for the day, but around how are you spending time with God in the day. Man, that is hard. If you're anything like me, like... Uh, that is so hard. First thing in the day, I want to pick up my phone and I want to check my email and whatever that is. And that's what God's calling to us to in Silence of Solitude is to prioritize that, that rest, that time with him and not just the doing, not just the getting done. And it provides the opportunity to listen for direction. Not just go off of what we think we need to do. And if Jesus is doing that and he's spending that time listening, how much more do we need it, right? Man, we, we need that. So practicalities, jumping in, silence and solitude, we know we need both. So we need both those short times and those long times. Okay? We need to focus on a daily rhythm that prioritizing, that prioritizes spending time with God. Not just even a quiet time at the beginning of the day, but the goal of this is to, throughout your day, incorporate small times. In the spiritual disciplines, this is going to look different for everybody. So you might go, hey, my, my schedule is so flexible, and I'm going to start off, you know, with 20 minutes every day at the beginning of the day, and, and I'm going to break periodically. Like, wow, that's awesome. Others of you, you know, for, for me, like this week, taking the kids to school, at 7 a.m., it's early. I'm not a morning person. It's like, all right, after the kids get to school, like, all right, Lord, <laughs> now we're going. Whatever it needs to look like, the practical side is look at your day. Schedule that time. And it's going to look different depending on your stage of life, your schedule, your rhythm, whatever. It might look different next year than it does this year for you, right? So don't get locked into this is what I have to do or I have to do exact, you know, early in the morning, you know, 5 a.m. and then you're just falling asleep 
every time you try if you're not a morning person or something. All right, we'll shift around. Try something else. So bringing this back, when we talk about the shorter times, longer times, I want, you to, I want to connect this just with briefly with like the history of the church. If you've heard of a rule of life uh, or the, like the rule of St. Benedict, that goes back almost 2,000 years now to Jesus followers saying, how do, we, how do we put our life, like our year, our longer periods into a way it's, where it's prioritizing being with Jesus? So maybe looking at, at that in your year and saying, how do, we, how do we calendar something? When are we going to spend a longer time in silence and solitude? And then a daily office is really just a, a daily rhythm, a daily schedule. Like, how is your schedule? This was a flip for me going, you know, my schedule's around like, what are the, what are the work things I need to get done? What's on my calendar? You, ask my wife, ask anybody. Like, I live by my calendar, right? And God working in me is kind of like, yeah, you need to live by my calendar, not yours. <laughs> so basically saying, all right, if I have to put that on my work calendar to me, help me in my brain, you know, maybe, maybe I need to put that on my work calendar to just be consistent, you know, make that, make sure I don't slip back into old habits or something. But it's saying, okay, how's this daily rhythm? How am I orienting this around Jesus, around God's calendar, not mine? Um, and throughout the day throughout the day. So just like Jesus, we're going to benefit from the extended times and from the shorter times in a daily rhythm. Okay? So we talked about start by looking at your calendar, consider your season of life. Let's put something into practice. So first with like a longer time um, for silence and solitude, a retreat perhaps, something like that. Different suggestions. So can you take a, a, a day or even a few hours. For me, uh, over, over the last year, I've been trying this for like several years now. And I, I just didn't, you know, it's work in progress. I still don't have it down for sure. Um, in the la last year, I had, I think, two times where I had a few hours and I tried to, to do a longer day. Um, and, uh, and I will tell you, uh, this next one, consider going off-site away from responsibilities. That got me. And one of them, I was like, all right, I've got six hours, Lord. Just going to spend time together. I had to kind of plan, like, here are a bunch of different things I want to do through the day. And, uh, but I was at home. And I was like, oh, I should get the dishes done. You know, I want to leave those for, for Jen later. Like, okay, I'll do the dishes. You know, like, oh, I, I need to put those things away. Something's out there. You will find, I mean, you're going to be, like, walking through a door, a door squeaks, You'd be like, oh, I was supposed to fix the squeaky door like three years ago. I'm sorry, Lord. I've got to do that today. I'll be right with you. Like that's just how it goes, right? So plan ahead. Go off site. Make sure you can actually use that time fully. I think out of my six hours, I like it was probably three, if I'm honest. It was probably half that where I was like, okay, actually, but you know, God's gracious. <laughs> right? So take the three. Plan it beforehand. So if you're doing a, a retreat, silence and solitude alone, you're going to be quiet. Spend some time going, all right. Don't, it's kind of like when you do the Bible reading plan. If you just come up and go like, okay, I'm just going to flip open every day and say, I'm going to pick a passage, whatever you pick, Lord, 
Like you are not going to read through the word. It just won't happen. Find a plan, stick with it. Uh, Plan some time in scripture, maybe some devotionals if you want to, some guided prayer times in our our prayer uh, discipline. Charles had a sign up for prayer. There's a guide. I think there's some copies in the back still. Grab a copy is a great example. Like work through some guided prayer. Work through some times of just silence and just listening, right? And get some time at the end. I am horrible about journaling or writing notes. If it's a note on your phone, if that's what you need to do, do it. But in some way, reflect back. Just, God, what have you been doing? Write it down so you can come back and revisit and remember it. Look then, not just at the retreat, perhaps more importantly, that daily rhythm. How would it change to orient around him? Can you do, can you start the day with that 20 minutes? Um, for me, I, I was, I had been doing like just five minutes basically in the morning. And then once a week trying to do a little bit longer, you know, and doing like 20 or something. Find what works for you. Typically though, you probably at least need five or 10 minutes in the morning. What I've been kind of convicted through from, from this over the last weeks and, and uh, really this year, I guess, is I need a little bit more of this and I, I probably need a little bit longer time every morning and incorporate this as part of my time in the word and in prayer. And so it might be saying, you know, hey, I can't start off with just the silence and solitude thing. I'm, I'm distracted, whatever it might be going. I'm gonna read or I'm gonna play the Bible and listen to that Colossians 1 passage that we had last week. I'm gonna listen to that. I'm gonna read that verse. And then I'm just gonna say, all right, Lord, please quiet my mind, quiet my body, free me of distractions and just listen and spend that time then. Set a timer so that, that you're actually there. Use your phone if you need, you know, whatever you need to do. Um, and then throughout the day, follow up. And that's part of that, that daily office. And it might just be the setting an alarm or I, uh, an app that I like is called Daily Prayer. It's pretty simple. And it has some guided prayers. You use them or don't use them. You know, it has some readings that are in there and it'll pull up Psalms in the, in, throughout the day. But spend a couple minutes of just silence before the Lord. That's part of that. But I am successful probably like 50% of the time when I'm really focusing and trying to do this. But I will tell you, like, God meets you. Two minutes you can set aside. And he uses it. So we already basically went through our practice. Um, so we're, we're flying through this kind of stuff. We don't need to, we're not going to spend our, our time in silence again. But I do want to ask, where does God want to meet you? This is a time that silence and solitude is almost like, it's almost like bringing the experience. When you talk about the balance between experience and disciplines, it's almost like trying to bring the experience into your daily discipline where you're trying to meet with the Lord. You're trying to hear from him and have that experience. And I don't know if anybody saw it as we did practice earlier but there are times where you're just going to be like, all right, let me set aside the distractions and you're just, God's just gonna hit you with, we need to deal with this today. For me, one, you know, one of the times this week, uh, actually when I was driving the kids to the school beforehand and then I came back to do 
silence. And I had just like totally lost it, you know, talking to the kids. And it's like, okay, you're supposed to do this school thing. You know, read it out loud while we're driving in the car. You know, it's like, no. I'm like, what do you mean, no? What? And I just lost it, you know? It's like, just read it out loud. And I get back and God just like, so where's that coming from? It's like, okay. Lord, how, how fast are we going through this today? Can we just move on tonight? No, no, okay. You sit and he will work. He will work in you. Other times he might bring up something, some past hurt you buried back 10 years ago and you don't want to deal with. You sitting in that silence with him, you might hear, today's the day. Let's get some healing on that. Let's work some forgiveness in that, right? So where, where is God wanting to meet you? And practically, then take a look at your calendars. I want to challenge you guys to do that. As JT and the, the band come back up, we return to worship. I want to... I want to encourage you to not look at the disciplines. Sometimes I look at that and I just get overwhelmed. This is a to-do list like, man, okay, we were trying to read the scripture every day. Okay, I'm trying to spend more time in prayer. Okay, fasting, we're gonna do that together. All right, okay, I'll add that to the list. I've got my spreadsheet going. I'm going to add some confession times. Okay, I need some time. Okay, Michael's saying add this silence and solitude. Let's add that to the list. No, just stop. Stop. If you see anything, what Jesus was doing in those times, he was coming to be with his father, to be united. It's a time to abide in him. And that's what I think he's inviting us into today to just stop. Say, hey, come to me so I can give you life, not so I can give you a to-do list. <laughs> not, don't read the word, don't pray, don't fast so you can check something off of that Excel spreadsheet, Michael. Just stop, be with me. So can I extend that out to you? today. Just be with him. Same thing that he is my, okay. Same thing he just said, like the Lord's been speaking that exact same thing to me is just come be with me. Don't come and try to read don't come and try to, who likes to read books? You know, the Lord sometimes, we associate time with God with just reading and reading and reading and reading. But sometimes you just need to come be with Him. And I'd argue to say most of the time, you need to come to just be with Him. I would say that. I would say that's His heart's desire. So let's just worship Him again. It's just the same song. There's so much life. It's on this song today, so I just don't want to leave this song.
thank you. And you can stand up or you can sit. It, it really, it doesn't matter. We're, we're just going to go after him again.
just can't get it off my heart that there's there's just such heavy burdens in the room that God wants to deal with. Can we give him time to do that again? God just wants to lift burdens off of people. Some of you during the message, you're like, I can't sit in silence because the thought of my guilt or the thought of my shame. I can't sit in solitude because of the things I've done. And the Lord is ministering to that. Wow, I feel his presence on that right there. God wants to minister to you right now and remove the things that are keeping you from being in his presence. So can we just can we just focus on him for a moment and see what he does? something on your heart that you need to release just bring it before the Lord as we just as we just wait just come up to the prayer team or just come up to the altar again I don't think God's finished with what he was doing earlier I really don't I, I feel like there's a breakthrough that's bigger than we understand so just come up front if you're, if you're feeling the still feeling the heavy burden that you felt earlier God wants to deal with it, and we're going to give him time to do so. Oh 
if you if you need to be dismissed, go ahead. But we're just going to continue waiting on the Lord and allowing Him to move up, up front. But if you need to be dismissed, that's fine. We're not sure what He's going to do. but And if you need prayer, there's other people up here to pray. You know, that are not on the prayer team. Other, other brothers and sisters can help. But if you need to be dismissed, that's fine.